Welcome to Choose to Play Big by Thea Stone. Welcome everyone to the Choose to Play Big podcast. Today's episode is a a new direction for the podcast. Um, I'm going to be co-creating with the awe-inspiring Lee Culver Richards, who will be sharing this journey and and her journey and thoughts on um, intuition and playing big in this beautiful world. So I just want to welcome Lee to the podcast. (laughs) Hi, Thea. Hi. (laughs) Thank you. This is so exciting. I know. <laughs> really, so, really. Yeah. And uh, so I'm just going to introduce you a little bit and then you can sort of like uh, take the lead a bit more. So Lee is a versatile, engaging actor, author and teacher with a creative spirit and exuberance in all manner of collaborative artistry and scientific discovery. She lives on California's central coast with her partner of nearly 40 years. She is a co-founder of the Melrose Avenue Magnet School in Los Angeles in 2009, a research fellow of the Peace Academy of the Sciences and Arts in San Luis Obispo, 2017 and a curriculum designer for the SSS Anandavan Community School in Northern India in 2021. She is a proponent of adopting a beginner's mindset towards all endeavors, creations, and the development of continual wonder, gratitude, and fierce compassionate stewardship for humanity's greatest teacher, the natural world, planet Earth, and Mother Gaia, now and consistently. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> um, Lee and I met during um, a course by Kat Biles and called PR with Heart, uh, which I've talked about a few times in this podcast, but we can go into that a little bit more, Lee, uh, a little bit later on. But uh, for now, would you be so kind as to introduce yourself a little more to the audience and your personal journey with intuition? Okay. Hi, Leah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi. Choosing to play big. All right. So as as Thea mentioned, we met in Kat Biles' PR with Heart. <clears throat> and Kat and I had met in 2012 um, with the Jean Houston, Barbara Marks Hubbard, Claire Zamet, Catherine Woodward Thomas, uh, Feminine Power. Wow. And, and even those words, it's so funny now, A lot of people attribute this idea of intuition solely to the feminine and it's poo-pooed. It's considered the weaker sex, right? The, 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 the way of um, last resort. And intuition is the most natural, vibrant way of... Um, navigating the world in a holistic whole sense right Mm -hmm. so when thea brought her ideas to pr with heart the way kat does her program is it's like about seven weeks and we go into different areas different aspects of of human nature so that the participants can go deep into what is personally valuable to them So I don't know if you heard from my introduction that um, school is really important to me. Education is really important to me. Um, I, you know, I grew up in a different generation than yours um, on a farm in, in Saskatchewan, Canada. And, you know, it was a sod cabin. Wow. And um, the saying, it's raining cats and dogs, actually comes from those old farmhouses because they're actually made of mud and straw, right? The house is like a, like an adobe house. It's mud and straw. That's what a sod cabin is. It's like just a little hobbit house built into a hillside, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, when it would rain a lot, the cats and dogs would go up and sleep inside the roof, right? But when it would rain too much, it would literally rain cats and dogs and slip <laughs> through the mud. But um, 
we so so what i'm what i'm hearing you say about this intuition and this idea of the the feminine power i'm hearing myself say it and i go ooh like i kind of cringe a little bit you know it's it's still very new to accept an equal power stance with the masculine and feminine energies and really truly that's what peace is it's a balance right yeah so so intuition and even the use of our senses is something that school has dulled out of us and for me i believe that it's absolutely key to personal freedom and to activating pers people's innate potentials because we do not all process the world in the same way. No, no, that's very true. Yeah. However, we all are given natural gifts and talents. And when we enhance those natural gifts and talents, our way in the world is simpler and easier. And to me, that's what education is all about. It's about making it easier. Mm. Um, what else do I want to say about our meeting? Um, so, so this idea that intuition is, is only the purview of the feminine, um, and I think that's like, let, I would like to really define the terms as what they mean to us yeah. so that we can go forward in this conversation from a place of, of real understanding so that the listeners can really understand, okay, well, that's what intuition means. Okay, what does it mean to me? How do I apply it in my life? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> how, do I, how do I grow this natural capacity this natural intelligence and use it effectively yeah and that's that's one of the things i um thought a lot about when i was sort of um uncovering and discovering what it was that i, I wanted to do was the fact that um i think um we we associate the the intuition with women's intuition rather than feminine intuition and of course men have the feminine side as well but it's it's often been very uh, suppressed uh, or very limited in where it can express itself and actually in a lot of ways they they're probably they need just as much as if not more help to to rediscover that side of themselves um yeah um there's a lot to it and I think because like you say everybody's different and everybody's had a different journey in life um it's almost a unique pathway to get back to to intuition for for many different people there are sort of commonalities that we can we can start with but um in the end it is like a personal discovery um process um so I I wanted to um because today at the time of recording is actually Valentine's Day. And uh, it's also, um, some of you may not know, World Sound Healing Day. And um, so I wanted to make use of these um, vibrant energies and, and imbue this sound healing of this living voice transmission with some love. So I often say that following your intuition is self-care. Um, could you talk a little bit on your thoughts regarding intuition and how it relates to self-care and self-love? Sure, but let's let's really define what intuition means mm -hmm. okay. to each of us, so that yeah. our listeners <clears throat> they have they understand the foundational energy about this word and what we mean by it. Yeah. Okay. So, so what does intuition mean to you? For me, it's a a deep inner knowing. Um, a sort of inner guide that is always there. Um, you might consider it um, gut instinct or that little voice in the back of your head. Um, but it's almost like um, it's almost like a companion that's that that knows you 
quite intimately in terms of what it is you came here to do. Um, also, it can be a very protective force, um, knowing when you should and shouldn't do something. It's um, it's it's very much the it's sort of the counterbalance to to logic and intellect in a lot of ways because um, and reason and it, it sort of gives us a, another pathway to, to knowing information about the world and ourselves and also it's a sort of tapping into the subconscious in a lot of ways you know that we can pick up a lot of things around us that we're not consciously aware of but we're still processing that information and then that can come to us in the sense of a hunch or um, an idea that just pops into our head or something like that and actually we've taken information from our surroundings without knowing it we've 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 um, our intuition has uh, connected our sort of conscious mind to to that information um, oh yeah um, I feel like a I could maybe <laughs> delve into that quite deeply, but um, that's the first thing that comes up for me when I, okay, when I think so about the, it. The, yeah. The okay. So the words that I had actually written down, what one of the words that you suggested was in intimacy. Hmm. Intimacy and and so and you'd mentioned self love and self care. Hmm. The, the first thing that I, I want to say about intuition is we've actually been trained out of it. Yeah. So if we think about you know that word in, like in, mm. inside, inner, intimacy, it, it, it shows like a, a, it, it kind of gives you this sense of, of something being held, right? Something mm. being held and, and um, safe. Yeah. Right. Held and safe, yet independent, not not beholden to that which is holding you safe mm. inside. Right? right. So so think about this body. Yeah. What are what are the, the physical body, the human body's ways of processing information through the senses? Right. Mm. Yeah. The sight, the smell, the taste, the hearing, the feeling, the touching, and then and then you go kind of like further out from the physical body, right? Mm -hmm. It's the knowing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what does that mean? <clears throat> it means the capacity to cor correctly read information. And what is information? Information is a series of codes mm -hmm. delivered through energy, right? right? So you talked about today being a sound healing day. So, so mm -hmm. you know, what is sound? Right. Sound is the motion of energy mm. in a rising and a falling, a rising and a falling, right? Mm. Yeah. So intuition is being able to be in that wave be in the energy mm -hmm. and read all the information to your advantage mm -hmm. yeah not only are we not taught that it is not even common practice in this world mm -hmm. to treat each other with that much respect <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah and it's and it's really starting with you. It's your self-respect. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's always on. You know, you mentioned subconscious. And like when I hear that word, I think of something under, right? Mm. And 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 if we think of a way, there's there is no there is no under or over. Like it's constant. It's it's a constant motion, right? Mm -hmm. Energy is always moving. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when it stops, when it stops moving, that's when things go out, out of whack, right? So, so when we began this course together, PR with heart, when we met, 
we were still sort of trepidatious, like we were going very hesitantly in our creation process. But once we all got together in that group, it was like everybody felt an increased safety. Like it was as if the container of space for creativity was amplified. And so that's what you need to be able to make something. You can't make something when you're constricted. Hmm. If right that sound isn't moving there's no communication right it's right it's stopped or if you're not trusting if you're not um allowing the information to flow like you said you mentioned how the the masculine the male of our species mm -hmm. has a different outlook because of cultural conditioning to to these natural ways of using human intelligence hmm. and connecting to the greater intelligence right but you like that space that was created inside pr with heart where we were able to see where our interpretations of our intuition weren't exactly as true as in integrity as they as they could be and so in the process of of looking at those different elements of creativity right like what who where how <laughs> all the questions we learned as six-year-olds right. <laughs> um i i feel i feel like i'm going all over the place that's all right let it flow but, naturally but really truly it's it's rediscovering it's rediscovering from a lens a perspective of self-love hmm. like when you truly love yourself it's it life is more enjoyable Yeah. Because you're making choices that enhance your well being. And the more you make choices that enhance your well being, the greater your capacities and skills grow. And then you start to tap into the applications of those ideas and you start to hear the inspiration of your intuition intimately talking to love oh i just love what you just said there yeah that's beautiful yeah mm. And then when you can get somebody else in the mix, wow, like, okay, God is present. Right. Hello, <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess then, I guess what I'm going back and forth to really say Is you, you know, you and I met after we had already kind of hit the punching bag of all of the conditioning that we had had as young, you know, as young girls mm -hmm. and as young women and the experiences that we had being a woman in this time. And I really feel it's super important in this in this evolution of uh, of life on planet Earth, of human life on planet Earth, because a lot of your podcasts talk about health mm. and the health of the planet, and 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 
intuition or this balancing of the energy and then taking making choices making choices in your life in our lives it's super important right now because if we look at the health of the the natural world there's a lot of places in a lot of serious trouble yeah yeah and a lot of people making really desperate choices because they feel there are no choices they feel out of control and they feel there are no choices and desperation makes for terrible intuition intuitive choice it it, it 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 never serves to the highest good it always creates even more devastation yeah inevitably yeah like it's there hard. are true there are truly laws of nature they're just they're just are you don't get a tree before you plant the seed just doesn't happen it's not it's not possible there's like there is an order there is a divine order right and also um it's like when we're in this fear or anxious state which is so often the case in modern western world in particular it's uh I think that sort of frequency naturally just blocks intuition from arising because um, you almost need to be in that sort of calm and relaxed state to be receptive to it coming through, um, or at least a willingness that there is uh, more to come through. And when we're, we're, we're in, in fear, it's like our, our, our view narrows and then the body is in this, um, heighten the state of um, sort of nervous activation. And um, it's very hard to find that, um, that knowing within you um, when you've sort of like internalized um, something that is other. Um, there's a, either some kind of external situation that's putting pressure on you or some kind of um, narrative or choice and sometimes it could be easy to forget that there is actually another space that we can go to um like getting overwhelmed by the external rather than actually <sighs> taking the moment and just centering and finding that um that inner voice again that inner space again um it can be done where you can learn to be present and to to tap into that in extremely difficult situations, but it takes a lot of practice. Um, and if we're not taught to consider to practice that, then we don't build that muscle. Um, yeah. And, and, and we're not. Yeah, exactly. We're not. It's like, okay. Einstein, Einstein, who everybody knows, and that name is synonymous with genius. Mm -hmm. right yeah so that name is synonymous with scientific genius do you think that that particular scientist used only his intellect no. to come up with his ideas no no he used his dream state he used the silence And he said, the future of medicine is energy. Mm. And everything is energy. And what I know, having grown up in the 50s and 60s in Canada, is those are not the things that were taught to us yet. 
if you remember your childhood, you will remember numerous times where you felt completely at one with everything. And you were seeing, hearing, sensing, knowing that you were held in that intuition and you were creating whatever. Tea parties with dragons <laughs> and unicorns and mountains yeah. and birds. There's a saying in Jamaica goes something like this, let me ears nyam grass. And what it means is let my ears eat grass, which means let me hear the grass growing. Mm -hmm. Because everything is energy. And using our intuition is a wholeness. It's not our eyes separated from our ears, our bodies separated from the ground. It's, it's a complete wholeness, the whole body system. And every cell is respected because every cell contains the wholeness of it all. So it's a reading of energy. It's a, it's a, it's a literacy of the energy that is being present to the energy that you are in this moment, in this room, in this circumstance. And what could we create? Well, what I'd love to create is ways that people can very simply reboot that whole system and allow their intuition to be totally like working for them. Right? Working for them working for them, growing in, in self-love, growing in love for each other, growing in love for humanity, growing in love for life, like growing that intimate relationship. And tapping into the solutions that are required in this time. I pulled a book just by choice, mm -hmm. by chance, using my intuition, and I opened to a page. And it says, Revelation and Redemption. And this is page 67. The book is called The Third Jesus by Deepak Chopra. Okay. Jesus was more than wise. He received direct knowledge from God, his source of secret wisdom. To this day, most Christians consider this connection unique. Only God's son could have been gifted with revelation in every word he spoke. Yet across many cultures, direct knowledge is a mark of higher consciousness. All thinking happens in the mind. 
Let the, yet the closer you get to the mind source, the more your thoughts are like revel, revelations. They no longer seem like my thoughts, the kind associated with everyday events and personal memories. Instead, you seem to tap into reality itself. Jesus spoke of divine reality, the revealed wisdom of the soul. The same experience is possible for anyone in higher consciousness. This is an aspect of intuition. And what is being revealed is the nature of the soul or the higher self. Achieving insight and intuition is a reasonable expectation on the path. And Jesus intended to serve not as a supernatural phenomenon, but as an example of someone who has reached the goal. That's just such a beautiful, synchronistic example of intuition in motion right there, you know. You set an intention and let your intuition guide you. And wow, and you found that passage. Oh. and it's been open all week wow and it's it, it the, the, both of these pages and of course he even quotes matthew okay so matthew 25th is like my go-to right okay <laughs> because it's entirely about you know intuition pay attention you have the power it's up to you to choose it Don't be afraid of this very good body. Just be grateful and just like explore and love it. I mean, look what your hands can make. Mm. Look what your hands can do. I mean, even just when you hug yourself, how good it feels. Yeah. Right? You put your hands in the soil and you plant a, you plant a tree. <laughs> And in five years, you harvest fruit. I mean, it's like, wow. So here's what my intuition is telling me, Thea, right? Okay. So people are saying your right side is your masculine side and your left side is your feminine side. You know, well, I mean, humanity has so many great stories. I mean, you know, we could go on for infinity. We have so many good stories. Like, come on, people, get, you know, get some fun in your fun, right? Get your fun, get some fun in your mental, get some fundamental, have some fun, because it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Life is so freaking beautiful. Yeah. And, in and way if you think you know something, stop. Put your beginner's mindset on. See it as if you're seeing it and knowing it for the very first time. And watch what happens. Like, take nothing for granted. Take nothing for granted. There's a, um, a wonderful actor. He's now a, a spiritual life coach. His name's Derek Rydahl. And he says, whatever is missing in your life is what you're not giving. Mm. And I was on a walk the other day. And I was going, all right, what am I not giving? And the first word I heard gratitude that's what I wasn't giving I went okay so my right side is my masculine side and they say the masculine is the one that takes the action it's, it's the go-doer right <laughs> so I'm going okay every time I step with my right side giving gratitude for that step and gratitude for the step 
for the earth that I'm stepping on and gratitude for whatever my eyes are seeing and gratitude for whatever fragrances my nose is breathing, right? And gratitude for every breath. And you know what happens is your body doesn't feel so tight, right? Your body yeah. feels, right? And then my left side's going, well, I'm supposed to be receiving. I'm the feminine. I'm supposed to be like accepting, right? What does it feel like to receive gratitude for being alive? Oh, okay. That's what my left side is doing. It's receiving this gratitude. Tanya Thea. It was a great walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, okay. Breathe in gratitude. Breathe out gratitude. And, and then not make such a big deal out of these natural gifts. Everybody's got them. And truly, the, being able to read the energy around you does help you lead your life from a more holistic, healthy perspective. Why? Because your operating system, your choice-making machine, is deciding to make choices for your benefit for your growth so then that muscle memory that remembers a time when you thought you were making a choice of intuition and somebody entered in and maybe gave you an experience that was less than generous or mm -hmm. kind or caring, or safe, or appropriate for a child. And so that muscle memory of trauma, we can heal it. And so then the choice-making machine, that intuition, isn't colored from a past experience of trauma. It's colored from the wisdom that that trauma allowed you to know. Because you can read the energy of unsafe people, unscrupulous people, like nobody's business. If you'll allow it. And you stay clear of those people. They're not invited into your field of reference. Mm -hmm. And that's an ultimate act of self-love and self-care. Yes, it is. So you know, you know cause, because you can read the energy, right? You don't see a person, but you can read the energy of what they're choosing. Mm. And you don't, we don't have to put ourselves in unsafe positions anymore because we've got the tool. But it's really important to shift that perspective from the trauma of that painful experience and really go deeper into, okay, what did it teach me? It taught you to recognize. But as, you know, as children, we don't always get to choose out 
out of, um, you know, sometimes those, those terrible experiences happen. And, and the children, you know, I mean, but, but we can, as grown-ups, teach children how to read that energy safely. I mean, in a lot of ways, that's the only reason for history. <laughs> so <laughs> we can learn our lessons without having to experience the pain. Right. Yeah. So how could we empower someone who's afraid of their intuition to actually learn how to choose it, to, to choose the wisdom that it, it, it really offers us? You know, what are some ways that you're doing? Because I know you've got so many really fabulous programs that you've developed since PR with Heart. Well, for... For me, one of the biggest lessons of the last almost couple of years has been how how essential working with the body is um, with getting in touch with the intuition. Um, and also developing a, a willingness to receive, developing my I guess you might call it self-esteem, but I guess it's um, being able to sit in the space that says that I'm worthy of self-love, I'm worthy of receiving what it is that my intuition and my body has to teach me. Um, and I sort of started to learn the language of my body. So I would learn that if something wasn't right, if something was off or um, I didn't want to do something, my stomach would tighten or my chest would tighten. And learning, um, oh, I'm, I'm holding tension in my thighs. That's usually a sign that I'm anxious. The situation is causing me anxiety. Um, and then looking into, um, using that as a springboard to look into what is... Um, what trauma is coming up, what parts of me need to be either reintegrated or experiences need to be fully felt. Because for me, a lot of my coping mechanisms was disassociation. So coming out of the body. And when we're out of the body, we can't get in touch with all those sense perceptions. We can't get in touch uh, with our, our intuition because we, we, we've just taken away so many of the apparatus so to speak we, we've disconnected or very very reduced the channel of information and so it was very much about coming back into the body and being able to to be with grief to be with sadness to be with anger to be with anxiety to be with um gratitude to be with all of the things that i had not allowed myself to feel. And that's why I, um, when I started looking at developing uh, these programs, it, I found it, it centered around the body so much. Um, and I, I also got to witness um, in the groups that I was, I was in as I was healing a lot of women who, who weren't in touch with their intuition. And I could see how having that uh, capacity, how that gave me such an advantage in my healing process. Because um, there was a lot of women who, who didn't know who, who they were, the who, who couldn't sit still or um, couldn't look at certain things, couldn't feel certain things. Um, and it was a longer journey and and I um, and I, I noticed that once I got that safe space, it didn't actually take long for it to to start to come back online. And I, I was lucky in that 
before I sort of really went through this trauma, it had been a part of my life that I hadn't fully disconnected with. Um, you know, I, I did get shut down through school and, and you know, through low self-esteem and, and negative emotions and, and other, other things that tend to sort of uh, constrict us in life. But, um, but I had managed to sort of keep a thread of it to myself. Like there was this core secret part of me that I had sort of kept to myself. And once I got to the point where I was prioritizing my healing, that is where I turned to and I just sort of nurtured that. And so much of it was with working with the body and learning how um, it reacts. And it can be very, very subtle sometimes because, and also sometimes watching how the the, the ego or um, my programming would want to override certain things. I also did some, a lot, a lot of actual body work, you know, body therapy work and learning just very subtle things about the fact that I only like safe people on my right side because I'm deaf. And so um, unless I'm up against the wall and I know that there's no way someone can come here, um, I actually prefer people I know that I'm not going to have to worry about on this side of me because um, I don't have the sense, same sensory input on this side as I get on this side. And so learning stuff about the body and, and where things were trapped because I, I, I'd learned that there was parts of my body that would want to be like certain situations would want to come and sort of protect me and there was a trapped motion in here and so it's 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 really um the whole process in, in lots of different levels showed me how um connected the two were and really I don't know if there is a separation but um so for me it it, it very much was about um learning to be in my body and and being open to all of that and actually giving space for it because um it's very easy when we're in a a busy you know schedule or you know rushing around all over the place trying to do so much so many things to to actually give space to what is that i'm feeling do do I have the energy to do this right now or do I actually need to sit and and give myself some some time to process what's coming up um because I had that time I could see how I was using busyness as a distraction and therefore again not connecting with um my intuition so because I just didn't give it the space to be able to have a voice um so these are some of the really big things um, that sort of helped me. And that's why I'm looking at creating spaces for people so they can give themselves that time to actually just center into the body, see how it wants to move. In the case of dance, I'm looking at also wanting to do a relaxation classes at some point as well. But um, yeah, so that's kind of why I ended up taking the focus that I did yeah mm. you've just given me the um there's a <clears throat> German psychologist working right now um he's carrying forward a lot of Carl Jung's work on the collective unconscious mm -hmm. and how there is uh, a body like everything has a body that there is this collective humanity body and depending upon the collective choice like what the majority of the collective energy chooses we either have war or we have peace mm -hmm. we have solutions or we have devastation and something you just said just it just dawned on me One of the reasons why the collective positive seems so powerless to effectuate lasting change, which is peace and prosperity and the, the end of inhuman self-interest and mm -hmm. slavery and 
in just systems and scientific atrocity and all of these things that end up being chosen. It's like there's no trust individually. Like we don't trust ourselves individually. Right. How can we trust one another as a collective? Hmm. Hmm. Right. Like you, uh, something, you're onto something there, Thea, because... This collective trust is important. We have to learn how to work together. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you're just giving me goosebumps. It's just, um, yeah, there's been so many things, so many things that we're taught to divide us, you know, and that is a lack of trust as well. Um, I've been taught not to trust you because X, Y, Z, or because of my past experiences with other people. Yeah, collective trust. Hmm. that makes so much more possible, doesn't it? Because, and also allows us to let go of so much as well that may be standing in the way. Yeah. that's really the journey that I've been on has been about learning to trust myself that I I've let so many people um, tell me what to believe or tell me what to think or what I should do and to the point where as a child if I didn't know what my dad's opinion was or something, I wouldn't know what to say if somebody asked me a question on it. I'd let go of my trust in myself and my ability to comprehend a situation and give my own opinion. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. It's like our parents never wanted anything except more love yeah of course. that's all yeah right yeah and and what i'm what i'm really getting really strongly is the uh, nothing is lost like we have the capacity to sh to shift how we behave and to play, like, like now I'm ready, an hour's up already, and I want to talk to you about what using your intuition, you know, what playing big really means. Well, we can talk a bit longer if you want, if you have time. Or we can come back another time if you prefer. I think we should come back another time, because yeah. this is like, like, let some of what, what has emerged in this conversation mm. to simmer and and let's because there is like trust and truth and what it means to live wholly in your truth expressing it to the best of your ability That sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs>
So I'd uh, like to, I'd absolutely like to come back. Okay. Um, but I would before before you end your show, can you can you teach me how to do toning? Like, what does that mean? How do you how do you create sound healing? Well, I'm I would consider myself still a novice in this, but um, um, usually what I do is I have a can use either a tone generator or I have because I tune my guitar to 432 which is the the true frequency of the the note a um a lot of digital music uh, sort of shifts it up slightly to 440 um and usually I mean there's lots of different ways of doing it but um usually you the, the way I do it is I will go through several vowel sounds at that tone and usually by um usually what tends to happen is you almost get like these secondary tones that just start coming through and the resonance of of that frequency is very um it's very good for the body and it's also very grounding and it helps to it's also very healing um and so um maybe what we can do is i could maybe I could I could maybe get my uh, if if you want I could do a, a short demonstration but uh, um, yeah uh, let me just get the the toner so I will be in the right key. Our oldest grandson was wearing a T-shirt the other day. It says it said E equals F flat. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm going to have to look that one up. <laughs> oh, okay, so I'm just going to, oh, I need to turn the sound of my phone back up so you may not actually hear this but i'll just put it next to the microphone for a second. so that is a at 432 and then i would so if i was to do the the r sound i'd be going uh, through because I have noticed that if you hit true 432 sometimes it doesn't come through on digital uh, speakers but um, when you I, I, it's hard for me to know how much you can hear of the secondary tones from the outside but it's almost like you get this pure tone that comes through uh, and harmonizes with your voice and and that just it's like it opens everything up and it just feels so good afterwards. So, um, but I can share some stuff on that, but I'm still learning about it. And that maybe is... one day I'll do some more. I mean, it has been uh, a thought of mine. I wasn't able to do it this year, but I'm thinking for next year's Sound uh, Healing Day that I might create an event for that. Um, maybe do a, a, a dance uh, or a relaxation session with um, sound healing music or something like that. But um, yeah we'll see for next year but uh, yeah well i'm gonna go investigate because <laughs> as you were saying it it's when you were saying ah i was really feel, feeling it in this area right yeah because different vowels will tend to resonate in different parts of the body right as well so it's like usually there'll be one where it's like it, it will the frequency will really resonate in your body and so if you know which one 
is very which which area of the body and you have a particular either pain or stiffness or some kind of block there then you can focus it you can also use tuning forks so you can hit a couple of tuning forks that are set to a certain frequency and then sort of put it up and down your body or around your body that kind of thing so but i think that sound healing is going to be big uh i mean i think it's already big but i think it's going to be a big part of what health uh and, and healing really is going to be in the future. So I'm oh. really interested in it. Yeah. Okay. So I know, I know you're super, you know, words. So frequency hmm. is, is the electrical charge. Is that what frequency is? Um, or is that the movement, the speed of the movement? So if you've got a wave. Okay um it's how frequent how frequent do you go so if you if you're looking at this block of time how frequent does it go up and down this is a high frequency because it's going up and down a lot and this is a very low frequency because there's only maybe two curves in that um but it's like i say i'm still learning about this stuff so <laughs> but uh yeah yeah There is so much to know. I know, there's so much to know. <laughs> yay, yay, yay. Yeah. Very exciting, very yeah. exciting. Well, thank you for inviting me today on Valentine's Day. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Aww. <laughs> it's such a pleasure and I've learned so much. Um, and I know that you're going to be coming on Conversations with Love March 22nd. So yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, perhaps, um, are you still doing your dance, your yes. dance healing sessions on Fridays? That's right, yeah. Um, right now they are, for Pacific time, it would be 9 a.m. in the morning on Friday. Um, that's 6 uh, p.m. where I am in Europe or 5 in the UK. Um, I'm still debating whether I'm going to keep it at this time or shift it one hour earlier back to what it used to be. I, I'm just seeing what works best for, for everybody. Um, so I'm going to make that decision at the beginning of March. Um, but yeah, um, and I'm probably going to be starting my guided sessions in March as well. So right now it's a, an open session, which is much more about meditation and motion. So you get guided in and you get guided out, but then you have a, a, a space of time where you can just move as you need to and and you can get really deep. So, yeah, yeah. And what platform are you using to deliver that? Is that through your Substack writing, through your website? How do we find you? Um, well, I... The, the actual sessions are through Zoom, but the website has the, all the information in terms of where you sign up for it. Um, and the Substack is, um, will give you reminders. So if you, like at the moment, I do a reminder a day before and an hour before, just so people can sort of make a decision if they're, they're in the right, uh, uh, I want to say headspace, but that's not right. The right body space <laughs> to, to dance. <laughs> the right atmosphere. Yeah, the atmosphere, yes, exactly. The right atmosphere <laughs> to generate the frequency. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh, Lee, this has been absolutely wonderful. Um, I, I just love connecting with you and... Oh, I, I, I do, I feel your energy and it's just so inspiring. So thank you so much for coming here and, and just uh, letting come through what came through. It was beautiful. Um, so um, just to wrap up, I would say that if anybody wants to find Lee, you can find her on her website, which is leeculver.com, which is l-e-e-c-o-l-l-v-e-r.com but i'll put all the details in the description of the podcast and um yeah is there any final words you want to say before we leave lee or are you complete love yourself love yourself love yourself because you mm. are what it's all about 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And thank you, Thea. I mean, oh. you've uplifted my life in a bazillion ways. Oh. Looking forward for more. Yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> See you soon. All right. Thank you. And uh, to the listeners, thank you so much for sharing this space. And please share these beautiful words with Lee. It's just uh, awe inspiring. So until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to Choose to Play Big.